Hello? Hello? <laughs> Dusty. What? I, Where um, are you? What's wrong? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm sorry. Onyx and I were taking a 30-minute power nap. <laughs> but you knew I was calling. And it's time for... This is not... I working. know. I set an alarm. I was going to be ready, but we're stretching now. Ah, crap. All right. Yeah, see? Now it's time to wake up. Okay. Uh, All right. You and Onyx do a few downward dogs, and I'll call you back. That sounds totally in your window. <laughs> oh, wait. That's a yoga reference? I'm Brenda. And I'm Dusty. And this is I'm Afraid to Ask. Where each week we ask one another simple questions and big questions. She's 54. He's 32. And after 10 years of friendship, we have so much to learn from each other. Through nuance, insight, laughter, and tears. So what are we going to learn this week? <laughs> oh, no, Dusty. I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> Hey, Dusty, it's my turn to introduce the show. I can share. Oh, I love that about you. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> this week we're going to have a little pop quiz. And then the big cue. Oh, I get to pretend that I'm one of my favorite people in the world. And Don't um, say that. <laughs> it's true. I'm going to pretend that I'm somebody famous. And then we are going to wrap it up with your favorite segment. Yes. Which I can say just like you. I didn't ask, but thanks for telling me. That's not how I say that. That is how you say it every single time. That's how you say it. I say it with personality. <laughs> All right, Brenda. This week it's time for you to pop my quiz. And I'm kind of scared. I don't know why. Okay, Dusty, I do not like, I mean, I know that I'm the one that said pop your quiz and it, it was funny, but now that you're saying it back to me, I feel uncomfortable. I don't like that phrase. It, People love it. Okay. But I just, I want. Our I'm, first episode was called Send Nudes. Well, <laughs> I just want everyone to know that it makes me uncomfortable. So here we go. All right. That's the show. <laughs> Okay, Dusty, you're going to have to get some energy up and wake up. I can't believe you were asleep. Okay. I'm drinking my Irish coffee. I needed a nap. Okay, whatever. If I don't have my Sunday naps, then Mondays I'm really cranky. <laughs> like you're not cranky on Monday anyway, even if you have had a Sunday nap? Okay. Don't, don't, don't find the loopholes in my statements. Just ask the questions. <laughs> okay. What animal would be cutest? If it were the size of a cat. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've not had enough Irish coffee. What animal would be the cute? So it has to be a large animal. What animal would be cutest if it were the size of a cat? The, okay, I'm going to be honest because the only thing popping in my head is an elephant. <gasps> oh, a baby elephant. It would be like the size of a cat, but it would be an elephant. Yeah. It's a little long nose, like a tail instead, but it's on its face. I don't know. That's a weird question. <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't want a pet miniature elephant? <laughs> do you think you would like walk it on a leash or take it around with you? Or what do you think you'd do with your elephant the size of a cat? I'd paint it pink. <laughs> 
<laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> All right. Next question, please. <laughs> I have nothing else to say on that topic. Okay. If you were a ghost, where? <laughs> you cannot be laughing yet. Hold on. If you were a ghost, where would you haunt and why? Ooh. Ooh, I should have saved this for like a Halloween podcast episode. Or it, it's thinking way too far ahead. Um, a ghost. That's a good question. Where would I haunt? Mm-hmm. So it's not a matter of where I die. No, you can't change my question. No, I was asking what the basis of it was. No, just if you were a ghost, it's like, where would you hang out and haunt? I mean, what are you going to haunt? Where and why? Uh, so somewhere I can't be bored. <laughs> are you worried about? <laughs> are you worried about being bored? Well, let's see. Afterlife, you're stuck there. I'm not gonna say Hogwarts because that's too easy. Um, and doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Name name some real place that you would haunt. Ooh, I'll keep doing this. I think it helps you think. Ooh. No, no, no. <laughs> to keep this up, I'm going to haunt you. <laughs> you need to wake up. Drink some coffee. Um, I'm drinking my coffee. Where would you haunt and why? Um, I'm trying to think. Of, like, I've never been there. Uh, the Louvre. Really? Why the, okay. Why the Louvre? Because then I could hang out and see everything and also like, <laughs> make googly eyes with Mona Lisa's face and scare some people. I don't know. <laughs> I've never thought of that before. That's weird. <laughs> I always assume it's like the rules of Beetlejuice. If you're stuck where you die. But okay, but you don't have some place, some fun place you want to haunt? All right, the Louvre, is, is that your official answer? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Because, well, one, I haven't been there, but two, it's like you can spend forever there and not see everything. Okay. And it's, yeah. Okay. And then I learned French. I don't know. That's a, those are such good answers because everybody, if they run into a ghost, they're going to want them to speak French. <laughs> it's a beautiful language. Okay. All right. All right. I hope you're ready for this one. If you had to choose to live without one of your five senses, which oh. one, which one would you give up? And I'd like you to start, Mr. Westfall, by naming the five senses. Smell. Taste, sight, hearing, touch. Ding, 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 ding. If it makes you feel any better, I I wrote them down just in case we froze. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So through process of elimination, that's how I'm going to answer it because that's how Brenda would answer it. That's the best way to answer those questions. Yeah, make it as long as possible. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to keep sight. Um, I'm going to keep taste because I'm a fat kid at heart. Aww. Yeah, I'm not going to give that up. Okay. All right. You've kept sight and kept taste. So what you've got left left is it's... hearing, smell, and touch. Ooh. Should I do some mood music for the touch piece of this? No, because I was just going to skip ahead and say, screw it. Just get rid of touch. <gasps> no, you couldn't pick anything up. You wouldn't be able to feel anything. You can't get rid of touch. I don't already. What? My blood pumps with ice cold water. What are you talking about? You or at least this ice cold coffee. Okay. How is how is the fat kid within you gonna eat comfort food on Easter when you Because can't... I can smell it and taste it. 
But you're not going to feel the fork to shovel it in your mouth. I don't care. I can see it. I can smell it. I can taste it. That's all I need. Nobody in their right mind would give up touch. Nobody ever picks touch. That way you don't get burnt. You don't feel cold. Ooh, that would be wonderful. I'm loving this answer now. Yeah, I hate being cold. I hate being hot. Okay, I'm kidding. Why would you not give up touch? Okay, are, are you being serious that you want to give up touch? Yes, I want to smell my food. I want to taste my food. I want to see my food. I want to hear those fajitas as they're coming towards me. But you're not going to be able to feel them. How are you going to know when you're holding them? Fine, you... Nobody wants to give up. What, well, fine. You tell me what was the one you would give up. <laughs> That's what you're dying to tell me. What is the one it you would give up? It's not what I'm dying to tell you. I am asking you. Never, tell me what's the one I've you would just give up. Never heard, I mean, I just have never heard anybody... I mean, when I really got to thinking about this, I have a most people choose between sight and hearing. Most people go, I'm going to keep taste, smell, and touch. Why would they give up sight or hearing? I don't know. We better move on. I have one more question. Yeah, because I feel like those, I'm really strong at those senses. <clears throat> I'm afraid you're going to have to give up hearing, but I don't know how you're going to do the podcast after that. Well, there you go. See? Okay. All right. Yeah. Here's your last moving one. Moving on. <laughs> Are you ready? Here's your last one. Oh, Lord. What single message would you send to an advanced alien species? What the hell? <laughs> okay, say that again because I was trying to follow all of those dramatic words together. <laughs> I just want to give it, you know, a, a nice reading, you know? <clears throat> okay. When are, okay, when are they receiving this message? Right. I... You would, you know what you'd say to me at this point? You'd go, blah, 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 blah. you get one shipment on the island, pick a, pick a nacho or a burrito. And you'd be real, yeah. you'd be real hateful. Okay. So it's not hateful, go. but see how it feels. <laughs> here we go. On the other side. Yeah. So you have a question, but I need to understand the question. Okay. What single message would you send to an advanced alien species? What I love about it is they have to be an advanced alien species. What okay. single message would you send to an advanced alien But I really am asking, species. are they going to get this, like, <clears throat> are they going to get this a thousand years from now, or is it going to go straight to their email? I think email? it's right now. It's going straight now. Yeah, they're going to, maybe it's like a text. I mean, okay. if, but now listen, you're not going to be able to text because you can't touch. But if you could touch, <laughs> you could send a text. <laughs> I can't feel touch, but I still have blood and fingerprints. I just don't know how you're going to survive without touch. Okay. All right. Go ahead. What single message would you send to an advanced alien species? Send nudes. That <laughs> <laughs> all up help. I like that message. I do. Okay. So, um, those were my four questions, but now what I want to do is I want to reveal to you where I got these questions. I Googled questions to ask children. <laughs> if you could see my the shade of it all, <laughs> that's how you ask my pop quiz questions of what you ask a child. It was like questions to ask children. Well, yeah. now I feel like I should have been talking like Edith and the whole time. <laughs> and that's the truth. <laughs> but it's why they're so bizarre. What animal would be the cutest if it were the size of a cat? And what, if you were a ghost, what would you haunt? <laughs> like, I was just like, uh, yeah, I remember awesome. the questions, Brenda. I just answered them. I know what they are. 
So I'm going to, the one I didn't, one of them that I didn't ask that I really wanted to ask, but I was afraid to ask, but I'll go ahead and ask, but I am afraid to ask. What is one question you would ask of the president of the United States? (laughs) I can't, I can't. can't. (laughs) Okay, we are going on to the big Q. And... So here's the, here's the big cue, Dusty. And I'm going to toss it out as one question, but just know there's going to be a lot of questions because the big (sighs) cue is what is it like to move from Arkansas to New York city? You said that like pace pecani sauce. Yes, I did. (laughs) I thought I was being so clever. I was so proud of myself. Um, I don't know. That's a very broad question. I know it's a very broad question. So what I... It was like five years ago. I can't remember where I put my drink five minutes ago, much less five years ago. Don't worry, Onyx, I'll help you. No, that's Mm -hmm. the reason I really want to know. I want to ask you a lot of questions because I'm so curious about it. But so if you're game for that, the big Q can just kind of explore that whole move. And is that okay? Does that sound good with you? Yeah, okay. yeah, there's a, I mean, I, I kind of sense where you're going, and it's, um, I don't know why, but I've always been kind of uncomfortable talking about it to a certain level, so I don't know why, so I guess we're going to find that out through this. Do you know what, things, that is fascinating that you're even saying that, but things that we're kind of a, we avoid or are afraid to talk about or whatever, it makes you wonder why, and um, yeah. But you know what? I am not in the least bit surprised that you're willing to talk about this because that kind of thing takes, I mean, it takes guts. It's brave. But here's the other thing. Moving to New York City. Dusty, I've been there, you know, several times. Um, and it, it's scary. Not, I mean, I have a good time. I go, I do shows, I do the touristy thing. But Dusty, I don't, I don't think I could... Um, Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think I could handle. I, I, I would be afraid of being lonely. Like it, you know, well, so lonely in a sea of all. It's these the only. People. It's the yeah. It's the only place in the world where you can be surrounded by millions of people and feel totally alone. And sometimes I embrace that, but other times, yeah, it's really a downer. Um, as far as the initial move, I don't know how I did it. I really don't like. I look back and see what I did, and I think now I can't imagine doing it. Um, but at the time, I was just like, well, this is the door. Run through it. Go. Take it. And it was, you know, pack up everything, buy a one-way ticket, go and figure it out. And I somehow figured it out. And right now, that idea just terrifies me. <laughs> like, Is it I one of those things where... If you re- if you had known then what you know now, you should have been just terrified. No, no, it's I just don't understand it at all. <laughs> no, nothing about the move terrified me. I was peachy keen the whole way through. Then what? Then what do you mean? I. Dramatic pause. I don't. I don't know. Like, I can look back on the photos of me, like, 
carrying the suitcase in a backpack and trying to figure out the train system. I mean, when I moved here, I had um, one friend from design school that let me stay on her couch for a weekend while I was trying to find a place to live. And then I found out that there were some other people that I kind of knew and that they said, we have a couch. And so I went there and lived with them for two weeks and found an apartment on Craigslist. And I stayed there for three years. My first room had a window to a brick wall. <laughs> mm. um, I could reach out and touch both walls with my arms. <laughs> and one night I remember lying in bed and looking up at the ceiling and realizing the room was in the shape of a coffin. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Yeah. Hey, Dusty, let, I just want to back up for a second. Yeah. Because here's the thing. When did you know you wanted to move to New York? I mean, did, was it, were you 10? Were you 20? I mean, why all of a sudden? Or was it all of a sudden? It was all of a sudden. It was all of a sudden. Tell I me. thought I was going to, I was trying to move to Chicago after I graduated design school. Um, I was convinced that's where I was going to work because I didn't think that I was New York ready. What is New York ready? Well, good. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, it's New York. It's dog eat dog. It's it's the total cliche of what they say. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. So um, when you say you weren't sure if you were New York ready, do you mean professionally? Emotional yeah, yeah. or emotionally pro- pro- or both? Professionally. 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 Okay. You didn't think you were New York ready? Being the kid from a poor family in Fort Smith, Arkansas, who was adopted by his grandparents, I just didn't see that happening in my 20s, mm-hmm. much less ever. You know, I just didn't. You know, I'm the only person in my family that's ever lived outside of, or my immediate family, that's ever lived outside of Arkansas. And um, correct me if I'm wrong, I bet you're first generation college graduate too. Am I wrong? No, you're correct. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Yeah. Me too, by the way, but go ahead. I went to Chicago on a senior, a design senior trip we went and then was trying to network the hell out of getting there. And then there was this big event called NeoCon in the interior design world where it's like a huge furniture event, but that's like where everybody in the industry is going. So I went there and Brenda, I had my portfolio in my bag with me. I had it on, I didn't even own a tablet because I was a poor college student. I borrowed somebody's Kindle and downloaded my portfolio to that just to have available. I made business cards, <sighs> even though I didn't wasn't in a business, but I made my contact information on these laser cut things that matched my portfolio that I spent months and months on. Um, and I was just trying to sell myself, you know, to anybody, you know, and, and I went to an after party event cause you know, these things always have stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, I was standing in line and a Michael Jackson song came on. Oh, wait, tell me which one, because I love Michael Jackson. I think, no, no, I think it was, um, uh, Man in the Mirror. Wait, was it Man in the Mirror? Okay, settle that. It's a party, not a, a, Man in the Mirror um, is a great song. It was, I think it was like ABC. Was it, was it Ben? The rat song? Okay. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm off track. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think it was like ABC or something. Of course. Poppier like that. Um, anyway. Blah, 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 blah. That doesn't matter. Okay. 
I just, so, like, I just really I'm, like Michael Jackson, but go ahead. I'm staining in line for a glass of wine. Ooh. Not to rhyme. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm standing in line for a glass of wine at this event. Yeah. And um, I'm singing along kind of to myself. I'm standing in line. And this woman turns around. She's like, yeah, he gets it. Who are you? Mm. And um, introduced ourselves as we were waiting in line for a glass of wine. And then I whipped out my little business card. And she went, who is this guy? Who doesn't even have a job but has a business card. And she said, I work in New York, honey. I'm going to find you a job. She got me in contact with these people. And I was talking to them back and forth. They were kind of looking for someone. Yada, yada, yada. Fast forward. The interview went well. And the talks that were going on with them, even though they were kind of slow to response from my taste. Because, you know, I was eager to find a job. It had been months since I graduated. And all my friends were getting jobs everywhere. Mm. And In New York? Wait, in New York? No. Some in New York some all over the country and I was getting nervous because it was like and even they were saying like Dusty you help me with my portfolio I'm like I know when's it gonna be my turn Mm. always a bridesmaid never a bride (laughs) um so I called my family and I said hey this went well I don't know if it's gonna happen but if it does I would have to drop everything and leave in two weeks I don't know what's gonna happen and they were like Okay. I was like, yeah, I just telling you now so that if I find out in a week, that would be like one week and then go. And to all of our surprise, that's exactly what happened. Wow. Um, so I had to give away a bunch of stuff, pack like up what? whatever I had. Tell me what you gave away. Tell me what you gave away. Kitchen utensils or stuff like that, like a juicer, you know, just random, just get rid of it. It's got to go. And then how do I pack up a suitcase, just a suitcase and a backpack really, and a, and a one-way ticket? I said, and oh my gosh, this is so poetic. I wish I had an original song I could sing about this, about Dusty and his backpack and his, and his suitcase. And his, what color was the suitcase? Was it? Do you know how many songs have been written about <laughs> Moving guess, to New York. No, but this Brenda, is going to be literally original. a line. No, it's literally a line from Annie of two bags, I three bucks, one I me. I know, I know, I know. But I, I, but this would be just about you. I need to know for the if I decide to write this song, what color was your suitcase? Is it just black or what? what? Blue. <gasps> a blue suitcase. Is that like your favorite color? Coincidentally. <laughs> I don't know why you're asking those kind of details. You don't understand. I want an image. I'm a very visual person. I'm I like, can send I, you a photo. I, if I me. end up giving up sight, I'm going to have to just paint because I'm going to keep touch. I'm going to have to keep a visual. So, okay. So we have you. You have a picture. I'm sorry. I was, yeah, so I'm, I was yeah. rambling. I was rambling on and didn't hear what you just said. Do you? Thanks for catching up with your, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think there's somewhere I can dig up where I sent my sister a selfie of, like, me waiting for oh. a subway and not knowing where I was going. I'm like, here I am, all strapped up. And in a one-way This is where I'm going to go with this of once I got to the city. This is the most terrifying thought that I had. Okay. I was homeless. Hmm. Yeah. I was homeless even though I wasn't on the street it was a very scary feeling to realize I have no forwarding address Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't have my own keys to my own place I don't have my own bedroom 
I, you know, I am. You're couch surfing. I'm, yeah, I'm a gypsy. Mm. Um, it's very brave. I'm just telling you, this is like crazy, scary, brave stuff. And to hear and that I'll, you thought you were, it felt homeless. Even though you weren't, I know you weren't homeless, so we don't want to disrespect anybody who is. No, but, yeah. but I mean, just having that feeling of like, I have no, mm-hmm. I'm totally effort in my life and I don't know. Yeah. But I was fine with it because I was, you know, I liked the new adventure of it. And I'll also tell you, like, you're not the first person to tell me. I guess this is why I don't like talking about it because I don't like it to, it's not a bragging thing for me. Um, I don't think you're bragging. I just find it. But I also don't think that I was, I've talked about this before, um, friends of like, I've been told it's brave, but I didn't feel like it was brave. I just felt like I was taking the, like my whole life, I was just taking the hand of cards I was dealt and playing them. Yes, Listen, anybody who does anything brave, they never feel like it's brave. It, it takes well, something yeah. special to do what you did and just feel free to pass on any questions, but your coffin footprint first <laughs> apartment, yeah. which I uh-huh. know was just, it was a shared situation, right? Like you share a kitchen or. Yeah, there was no shared living space. It was a shared bathroom with three other people and a kitchen and it was disgusting. I, I've just got to ask <laughs> how much did that cost? I'm just curious. When I moved in, the tiny coffin room was eight hundred dollars. Oh my gosh, Dusty! Um, yeah, I was actually scared to tell my parents when they asked me how much you were spending. Yeah, and I knew because I'd done all my research. I'd spend weeks before I got the offer researching how the hell I was going to do this. Mm. Um, like I was, yeah, looking into play. Like I was just ready to go as soon as the trigger was pulled to run. Um, cause I don't make, um, I don't make knee jerk decisions really. I always really ponder something before I do. A lot of people think it'll be knee jerk, but it's like, no, I thought about this. I'm doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when did you start calling it the train instead of the subway? I mean, when did it start to kind of get into your, I don't know, into your everyday or cause it did. It did. The Dusty I met for dinner that night was very New York cool, whether you think you were or not. Uh, (laughs) Okay, that was a multiple question question. Um, So one, I will say, one, that's hard to answer because it's all organic of settling in when you move anywhere. Um, Two, I don't know what the hell New York cool is. (laughs) So I don't, kind of not really following, but it's like as far as the language, I mean, it's just like... um, well, I lived in Orlando before, and, and you know the podcast intern did that Disney thing too. Of like, you learn a new language, mm-hmm. um, and you learn all these other. Th- it's it. Whenever you move somewhere far, you just um, adapt to those things. Yeah, you just assimilate into the culture. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I gotta ask tough questions. I would have been crying myself to sleep every night. I mean, you know, but I'm obviously mm-hmm. wimpy. It's like. Did it feel like Annie? Did it feel like, you know? (laughs) I will say the rest of that line is like, someday up there on lights, I'll be. Yeah. And then fast forward, I ended up in lighting design. And uh, a couple months ago, my roommate and I were standing in line for Miss Saigon. 
And I said, Carly, look up there and see the top of that building. She said, yeah. And I said, I did that. <laughs> did you really? Yeah. It's this uh, barrel vaulted ceiling on a very top floor of a, of a 50-story building. Yeah, I was like, I did that. I didn't realize that we could see it from where we were standing until I looked up. You're standing there. And do, do those moments feel surreal or it doesn't yeah. feel surreal? It did feel it surreal. Does. even at it the does. It did, at the time it did. Yeah, so it was surreal for me to, you know, see that. My room was like, okay, fine. I mean, it was kind of raining in her defense. But uh, so I'm like, look mm-hmm. up at that. Because um, mm-hmm. I've done several buildings in the city. I guess we're fast forwarding um, with my work. The one big one, before I lose train of thought, the biggest project I've done, which isn't the biggest project I've done, but the most special one to me mm. is the New York Panorama model at the Queens Museum. Do you know what that is? Not really. No. It's um, uh, the one reference I can make for anybody is if you've seen that movie New Year's Eve, um, where Michelle Pfeiffer visits all five boroughs in one day. That's where you can do that. Um, it was built in the 1964 World's Fair. Mm. As a full, it's still to this day the world's largest architectural model. Wow. Uh, one human is the size of a grain of sand. A, <gasps> bus, a bus is what? the size of a grain of rice. Basically, the big story is it's this giant model that's been there for 50, almost 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the lighting was really terrible. So they came to my firm and they asked us to, they got a donation from the company to redo all of the lighting there and I that was my project so we used theatrical lights to light up the model and what we did with LED technology that was never able to be done with the model before was we made it look like within 15 minutes morning noon afternoon evening nighttime but the big thing was of like I've told my mom like about some projects before and I told her about this one and it was special to me and she said um Dusty, you, no matter what, you have made a permanent mark on New York because it's been around since 1964. It's not going anywhere. Hmm. And it is seen by hundreds, if not thousands of people a day. You know, it's been featured in movies, like I mentioned. <laughs> like, wow. It's a, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a big deal. So... It is a big deal. I can't wait to go. Next time I'm in New York, I'm going to make sure I see it. I've only got a couple of more questions for you about New York. Okay. okay. What's the um, What's the hardest thing you've learned there? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, I didn't Google that off a children's thing. What's Thanks. Yeah, it's like, what's your hardest lesson or what's the hardest thing that you've learned there? Well, I think you know the answer to that from when you made me cry in our Segas. <laughs> I did. What I'm I'm being serious. What's the hardest lesson? Um, what are the lyrics to "Home" from uh, The Wiz? Oh. <laughs> um, it taught me to love and be heartbroken. Ah. Yeah, that was the hardest for me. It really, yeah, New York. I think I've told you this before. It's It's got a personality, and it's an abusive relationship. Is it, male, the, or, is it male or female 
Like if New York, if you could give it characteristics or, or personify it, what is New York? I'm sure many people have done that, but it's like, what would your version be? Hermaphrodite? I don't know. Sometimes it's a nice gentleman and sometimes it's a total bitch. Hmm. Because everybody that lives here will tell you on a good day, it's a great day. And on a bad day, it will find everything it can to make it worse. Um, including those movie moments that I've had of standing on the curb and there goes the bus that splashes the puddle all over you. <laughs> so, literally happens. So very sex in this city. <laughs> yeah, well, which I've never watched. But, um... <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's a uh, New York really hasn't as its personality. It really hasn't beaten me down because it hasn't beaten me down. <laughs> OK, uh, but it does it other people. Me. But how, how it come? Does. I mean, but well, why I mean, has it not? Because other people, they pack up their blue suitcases, Dusty, and they come home. Right, because they want to drive their car or they want to have bigger space or, mm. you know, it's um, it's not for everybody. It's The other thing that I would definitely say is the reason they pack up and move back, it ain't sex in the city. It ain't what's on TV. Mm. New York is not glamorous. It's work. I mean, no matter what you do, it is work. And it is stressful. It increases the, you know... You go from being the casual, you know, glass of wine a week to like a glass or two a night <laughs> to like deal with it. And as you can hear in the background, yeah, the ambulance going by. Yeah. yeah. Um, you're so, constantly surrounded. I mean, it's just always, it's always at you. I mean, it is the city that never sleeps. So tell me what you love about it. Oh, God. <sighs> well, it has personality. I mean, I always embrace this surreal moment when I'll take Onyx for a late night walk because the leaves are down in the park. And I didn't know this before because I had no reason to be in the park in the winter before I got him. Um, but it's like we just walk on top of this one hill and you see the skyline in oh. Central Park from Central Park. And it's like, yeah, there it is. But a 20-minute train ride later, you're in the middle of it going, ugh. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so it is Annie. It, so your skyline yeah. moment is your Annie moment. Is your mom proud? Yeah. Um, it's like, <laughs> oh, I took her to get her first pedicure. Aww. And um, <laughs> she's been hooked since. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah. Um, so I took her for her first pedicure and she was talking to the lady that ran that place at Fort Smith and she's like well he's just visiting from New York City I'm like well you get this look in your eye <laughs> and like she's like I don't want to brag but Aww. he lives in New York <laughs> yeah um okay so Dusty I'm gonna mutilate this quote I should have looked it up before we started talking but I know it's from the Buddha <laughs> it's the Buddha the Buddha the That's Buddha yeah, it's from the Buddha. But it's something along the lines of, um, you know it's the ocean because it tastes of salt. And when you find something that you know is true, it tastes of freedom. So it's like the taste of freedom is incredible. 
it feels like to me, so you tell me where I'm wrong, it feels like packing up your little blue suitcase and your backpack and getting that one-way ticket, you know, all along, it, it, it tasted of like the ocean. It tasted of salt. It tasted of freedom. I mean, am I wrong? Tell me where I'm wrong. Is that right? For me personally, again, I, I, I'm not following that. Like that's an interesting quote, but it, okay. So here's what I'll say. I have like from that, like maybe I've misled you a little bit of how I felt about it. When I say like I dealt with a hand of cards, I mean, you know, a, a good portion of my past. Um, I've always, you know, it's always been, you take whatever opportunity, opportunity is not a lengthy visitor. You take whatever chance you can get and you make it work and you fight to survive. And so this was like, yeah. how the hell am I going to pass up being a, a kid from, you know, with my background to take a chance to go to New York and, and, you know, which everybody dreams of. And that's the door that opened. And I put my foot in that door. Well, I, that's why I dropped everything and, and took it. Do you know what, Dusty? What happens, what I've noticed, you know, I taught college for several years. It's like, and, you know, and I, and I would have students, and, and sometimes they were older than me, and a lot of them were traditional age, so they were younger. But what you're describing is when, you, when you're super poor and you don't have these choices, you don't have this money. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like you got to put your foot in the door sometimes and just go with it and see if it's going to work because you don't have a lot of options financially exactly. to make a yeah. lot of different choices. Um, and that's what you are describing. And I can remember it was, it was the students that seemed to have some financial freedom that they had, they just had sometimes the hardest time trying to figure it out. What do you choose? Um, you know, because there's so many choices and they didn't have to sometimes make a decision quickly or get something and make it work. Like you're talking about, there is that level of, I've got to do this. But when I, when I talk about the ocean tasting of salt and, and truth or something tasting of like a freedom, like a truth for you, I think what I was trying to probably get to is more your moment of standing in line at Miss Saigon and you're looking up and you're seeing your lighting design. And it's like, in some ways, you never knew it was coming, but that's kind of like, that was your truth. And truthfully, I hate to use that word again, but Dusty, getting out of Arkansas, you know, putting that, your foot in that door, following that path, living in the coffin silhouette, you know, um, floor plan room, doing all of that, it, it's yielded for you, I believe, at a truth and there's always freedom in truth. And I have a hunch your truth is something along the lines of going back to the Annie song. If I can make it here, I can make it anywhere. Oh, that's not in the Annie song. That's in New York, New York. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just like to say, Dusty, I had a Eliza very... Minnelli song. <laughs> can, I just, can I just say, you are totally right on that. But we were having a really sweet moment, and you just screwed it up. And I would just like you to know... <laughs> That, but I'm pissed at you for that. No more Miss Nice Guy. Miss Nice Guy to you. It's over. Miss Nice Guy. <laughs> Miss Nice Guy. It is over. And thank you for taking my big moment and screwing it up. So, 
so sorry. I'm, I'm just gonna, such a corrector on this thing. <laughs> I'm going to wrap up this conversation now, Mr. Dustin Westfall. And I'm going to ask you, what, what, what advice are you going to give? What advice are you going to give to someone coming behind you that wants to do what you've done? Not do Annie, but do the classic New York, New York song, which I am familiar with too. Whatever. Just do it. Research, be smart. Look at this, I did. But, and it doesn't have to be New York. It doesn't have to be Chicago. Um, it doesn't have to be moving across the world. It could be staying home and making a bold choice, be it your career or where you live. I don't know what it is. It's just one of those things of like, when opportunity knocks, you got to take it. Okay, Brenda, it's now we've got that out of the way. <laughs> um, now it's time for, as everybody knows, my favorite segment. I didn't ask, but thanks for telling me. Actually, I don't know if this is my favorite segment anymore because anytime you tell me stuff, I'm just like, uh, after that gong thing, I actually, I'm kind of afraid to ask. No, this one's going to be easy. You're going to be fine with this one. Okay, it has to do with Gilmore Girls. Okay. Did you ever watch Gilmore Girls? No. What? I know I should, but I haven't. Okay, do you know the characters at all? No. What? There's a mother and a daughter and a sassy grandmother, and I think from the few clips I've seen, I'm going to be that woman when I get older. Love it. I don't know if this is going to work since you don't know Gilmore Girls, and I don't know what it means that you don't know Gilmore Girls, and I know, and we're trying to do a podcast together. But, um, okay. I also don't go dress shopping, so well, I'm surprised. Okay. Let me just give you, all right, you're, you're not going to appreciate it if I don't just make sure you understand what Gilmore Girls is. So, okay. Why don't you just tell me and I'll figure it out. No, I am not going to. No, no, you don't. Okay. All right. Then I'll just tell you. My mom was this Southern Baptist woman. She always went to church every Sunday as long as she had pantyhose. If, you know, I played the piano. <laughs> Listen, I'm going off on a little bit of a tangent, but I played the piano at church. And if mom didn't, I always had to go, but if mom didn't want to go, she would just say she didn't have pantyhose, that they had runs in them. <laughs> you didn't know that's how Southern women got out of no going. I have no idea where this is going. Okay. Well, anyway. Oh, and so you aren't. So anyway, I used to watch Gilmore Girls and my mom liked Gilmore Girls too. Okay. But you need to realize there's a, there's the daughter, Rory. He reminds me of the podcast intern. And then there is um, Lorelai, who got pregnant. It's very, the mother. Yeah, she got pregnant very young with Rory. And um, so, um, and then so she's this, she's still single. I just, you need to realize Lorelai's single. And okay. um, I know this matters. Listen, I promise this matters. So my, my mom, who act all prim and proper, even though she still cussed, even though she acted like she didn't and she would deny it, but it's true. She did. But one day out of the blue, I'm there and there's like two teenage girls there, which are her grandchildren and my sister-in-law's there. And for some insane reason, my mom just blurts out for everybody. Lorelai Gilmore is a slut. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and I just wanted you to know it kind of like the other day, Gilmore Girls was on and all I could 
here was mom saying that. It, I just want you to know, what I wanted you to know is that I used to love Gilmore Girls, and I still do. And I think I'm a mix of Lorelai and Rory. But um, my mom kind of, you know, I can now all I ever see is like Lorelai wearing a hat that says slut because my mom said it. Even though my mom would not always go to church if she didn't have pantyhose. Well, she would not go to church if she didn't wear pantyhose. But if they had a run in them, she could use that as an excuse not to go. So that's what I wanted to tell you. If you can see my face, I have no idea what the point of the story was. It was just to let, I just wanted to tell you a fun little anecdote from my life. <laughs> I'm just so confused. <laughs> the pantyhose and the sl- Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> that's it. Then, uh, well, Brenda, that- I didn't ask, but <laughs> thanks for telling me. Well, I have we- never been more true or saying that to you before. <laughs> You are very welcome, Dusty. <laughs> but enough about me, Dusty. What What did you want to tell me? What do you mean, what did I want to tell you? I thought, well, I didn't ask, but thanks for telling me. It's your turn. There you go. Yeah, you have to say it. <laughs> well, speaking of pantyhose. Yes? <laughs> I recently went to a premiere mm-hmm. of... Mm-hmm. Oh, RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10. Wait a minute. You went to the premiere? I, yeah. It's a television show. What does that mean? So they showed the premier, the first episode for the new Season 10? Yes. Where was it? I just bought the ticket and went. Um, because this season, like, half of them are from New York. So there were, like... Well, over half. There were six New York queens They're there. They're very New York City. I'm start, I'm watching. The big thing is, yeah. whenever they announced the cast, I got several text messages of people going, did you know Dusty Ray Bottoms is on season 10? Who's Dusty Ray Bottoms? Dusty. She's a drag. It's not me. Oh. <laughs> anyway, I've been following her on social media for a few years and, like, I've always been, like, too nervous to go see, like, a show. Um, but... We're watching that, and like in between the commercial breaks, like there was another local queen that was hosting and getting their feedback on the queens and everything. So she was like, "Oh, whatever." Like, I just hope it Shangela doesn't pop out of a box. So as we're watching that, the next thing I know, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, in a hoodie and a hat, but still full face, standing right next to me is Dusty Ray Bottoms. <gasps> really? And what she's I didn't realize, tall. how tall is she? She's she's tall. Yeah, she's and tall. to my right, because I followed her for years, I recognized her boyfriend, but oh. I didn't realize I was standing next to him. She was getting his attention. I turned right and I was like, <gasps> "It's Dusty Ray Bottoms." Yeah, and so I like she turned away because she was like, you know, trying to get him so they could leave, and um, I just touched her back as she started turning away. And I said, and I'd had a few beers. <laughs> um, because I, I get uncomfortable in those situations. Anyway, and I never know how to talk to, like, someone of star, celebrity, whatever. Anyway, um, I said, hi. Um, <laughs> your, your name is my name, too. <laughs> your name is my name, too. Like, I could show you my license. Your name is my name, too. And I followed you for years. And I've just never been, you know, made it to one of your shows. And I'm so... Proud of you. I don't know what I said after that. And then I turned to her boyfriend. And I said, and I saw you when I was standing outside, get out of the car to bring in her wig. And that's so nice of you. 
<laughs> I just like was so awkward and nerded out. And they were both so kind as they were eventually, they both like, they both thought I was just like awkwardly adorable and they both hugged Aww. me and left. And that was nice. And saved me 20 bucks for a meet and greet. <laughs> Dusty, I didn't ask, but thanks for telling me. And I hate to ruin your story, but how are you going to touch somebody on the back when you gave up your sense of touch way back at the first of the episode? Because you're not paralyzed. You just can't feel it. It's over, Dusty. It's over. <laughs> From the hills of New York City. N- what? No. It's not. What? <laughs> Is that an okay sign off? What do you think? Just give me a minute. What do you want to do? What do you want to do? I don't know. That was funny. It was funny. All right. I want to go back to bed. You're tired. (laughs) Let's make that my sign off. I guess I'm going to walk the damn dog. I'm (laughs) sorry. This has been I'm Afraid to Ask, co-hosted by Dusty Westfall and Brenda Yelvington. Random noises within the podcast provided by Onyx, Dusty's dog. Edited by Brenda. Theme music by Brenda. And performed by me, the podcast intern. Find them on Instagram at I'm Afraid to Ask.